You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Rookie Blue After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show, it's AfterBuzz TV's Rookie Blue After Show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Rookie Blue, it's back on the air. There's our music. Here it is. This is the good life. Yeah, it is the good life. Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another AfterBuzz TV after show for our favorite show and yours, Rookie Blue, Season 4, Episode 4, The Kids Are Not Alright. Not to be confused with the movie, The Kids Are Alright. Anyways, I'm... <laughs> womp, womp, womp. <laughs> I'm <Thank> your... <laughs> That's all I could think about the whole episode. That's a great movie, too. So. It is, right? Mm-hmm. I'm your host, Tiana Hobson, and joining me tonight, I've got three awesome chicks. All chick panel, doing a cop Ooh. show. I love this. Yeah. I'll let them introduce themselves. Hi, everyone. I'm Marissa Serafini. Hi, I'm Anique Dufour. And we've got a very special guest who I'll let Marissa introduce. Uh, Yes, we have a special guest on the couch. My good friend, good college friend, Cindy Navarro. What's up, Cindy? Thanks for having me come here. Thanks for coming. My bad. There you go. Say hi, Cindy. Hey. (laughs) Cindy's a big fan of the show, so she watched the episode with us just now, and she's here to give us her outsider's input into all of our thoughts of what's going on with everything on this show. So let's talk about the crime. Um, So, you know, it starts off pretty fast with, you know, the night before there was a high school student shot and killed. His name was Richie. Um, and we have Swarek, who's, you know, the lead detective and has everyone looking out for, did anyone catch the kind of car? Cause all I got was that it was red and black because as soon as you start talking car to me, I, I'm the exact same way. I'm like, I didn't catch some sports me. red car. Yeah. All right. Some fancy car. I, I felt <laughs> like this might be important to remember, but every girl part in me just went like glossed over <laughs> eyes. It as went soon, over your head. As soon as the car started being talked about, it was like. Uh, blah, blah, I just blah. thought of like a uh, Tokyo Drift. That's all I kept thinking. I'm like, oh, that's a cool, cool car you would see like in Fast and Furious or something. And then I just got distracted, <laughs> <laughs> thinking about all the hot boys in Fast yes, and Furious. Exactly. <laughs> that's what happens Good. to me too. Um, so Shaw ends up setting up a patrol. They're trying to catch drunk drivers because it's a holiday weekend and got people coming in and you know know that people are going to be doing silly things like drinking while driving. Um, they caught a couple people. We can talk about that a little later. But they find the guy, and they find his, the car that they're looking for. So they get him, and they bring him for questioning. And this is where it kind of gets interesting, because he doesn't want to talk. Right. And mm-hmm. it's at this point, I'm thinking he's not talking because he has something to hide. Yeah. Exactly. What were you guys... Is that where we all were at that point? I usually thought, because usually criminals who don't talk right away usually have something to hide, or they're somewhat mm-hmm. guilty in whatever they're being accused of. I thought he was guilty. 
Or at least I thought that he knew, you know, who was, you know, like mm-hmm. person. We get like we find out at the end, not to like go forward, but we do find out at the end who it who it was. But I actually thought that he had something to do with it. Yeah, because they say that he has this huge rap sheet and that he was mm-hmm. a gang, an mm-hmm. ex gang member, or they weren't really sure if he was still in it or not. But he had been out of town for a while. His cousin had like super clean rap sheet, you know, model student, nice boy, never does anything wrong, which clearly he mm-hmm. he does. Um, but they said that he had a beef with the Jameson guys. And that was their name, right? Jameson. Uh, or James, J- Jameson. Jameson. Jameson, guys. I'm thinking of the alcohol Jameson <laughs> right now. <laughs> Let me know where your mind is at. Hey, it's Thursday night. Thirsty Thursday, anyway. Um, so that leads them to Shay Bishop because him and Shay, Cesar and Shay, clearly had some sort of beef in the past where those two had gotten into it a bunch of times. So right. that mm-hmm. leads everyone to kind of go down that route. And they also mentioned because Cesar kept saying that he had he had a dark past, but he's now clean, and mm-hmm. he's made a new life. And then they were also talking that um, the people who tried to shoot him actually end up being, you know, this because they did blood oaths and whatnot. So it's his own people that are trying to get back at him. Yeah. Yeah. Which is... Which is kind of sad, but that's kind of like the gang life. You know, once you're yeah. in, you're in, you're for, in life. for life. And you have a hard... You can't get out. Like, you know, you get out, you're in a body bag. And it was interesting because at one point he did say, you know, I did everything they asked me to do to let me go. Right. Mm-hmm. And so was it that he was allowed to go, but he wasn't supposed to ever come back? And that's when they could mess with him? Or was this their way of kind of trying to lure him back because they let him go thinking he was scotch f- scot-free and then actually he wasn't? Yeah, I think it was the, the latter that, you know, he still kind of had ties. Maybe he was talking to other people on the side and they found out about it. And he kind of came back. He was forced back a little bit. Yeah, through his cousin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cindy, what do you think about all this? Um, I don't, I mean, I didn't really think, going backtracking a little bit, I didn't think he was guilty because it would have been way too easy. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, th- I did definitely think it was a setup in some way, shape, or form, but I didn't really expect it to turn out the way it did. Um, but coming for, like, the ties or whatever, uh, I don't know. Um, I guess that would make sense. I think he was ambushed back in, definitely. Uh, they wanted. They decided they probably just changed their mind, saying, you know what, we're not going to let you off the hook that easy. And so they wanted to wrap things up permanently with him. Mm-hmm. Well said. Yeah, mm-hmm. very well said. Um, so, I mean, let's let's get down to it. <laughs> I mean, this is the ending part of it. You know, it turns out that his cousin had been texting the gang members, you know, oh, he's back in town. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is what we're doing. Yep. We're going to the park. And his cousin completely set him up. And even after he finds out that his cousin set him up, he was still hesitant and still didn't want to give up the guys who he knew killed him because he still wanted to go after them for himself. So it's kind of that, I guess it's not really loyalty at this point, but it's that mentality of, you know, this is my mess. I need to handle it because Mm -hmm. they are really after Mm -hmm. me. And yeah. And I thought it was interesting how he was still defending his cousin because yes, we heard that his cousin had a clean rap sheet, so maybe that's the cousin that he still knew and believed was still right. in existence. Mm-hmm. And then once he found out that 
his cousin set him up, he still can't believe it because, yeah. like, no, he's a good person. He would never do this to me. Yeah, I agree. So I think that's why he was defending him. And then once he kind of had the re- realization that his cousin cousin did set him up, he was like, all right, these are the people that you're going to need. Yeah. And that, it, took yeah. A, for it took a lot of convincing, convincing from Swarek to... Well, because Swarek was like, what did you do to get into the gang? You mm-hmm. know, how old were you? And he's like, I was 14. And then he, he then he's like, what did you do to get into the gang? And then he remembered, okay, then, you know, he probably killed somebody yeah. to get into the gang or severely, you know. Mm-hmm. And then so now he sees where his cousin... Yeah, and he was play. probably a good kid before mm-hmm. he got into the game. I just realized that this episode dealt a lot with the 14, 15-year-old circle yeah. there. There's a lot of teenagers in this episode. I think that's uh, a nice change because the other episodes we've dealt with, they're mostly just about the adults, mm-hmm. and now they're bringing in the younger perspective, the younger characters that we can kind of, um, you know, get attached to and, yeah. like, learn about their storylines better. Uh, besides just, you know, adults the whole time. Yeah. I kinda, I like the change of pace. I thought this episode, you know, we've been talking about in the past how they've been a little slow to get started. But mm-hmm. I thought this one was definitely, you know, a lot more crime heavy mm-hmm. than the past ones. And so I liked it a little bit more. And even within the crime story, we got a lot of inside and background still to our main characters. I like that there was two different crime stories. Yeah. yeah. Not just, like, one. You know, we saw Swarak do his thing, and then we saw, you know, the cops' uniforms do theirs. So I mm-hmm. thought it was, like, a good, good balance. Yeah, it definitely was. And speaking of that other crime, I loved this... Well, I, is it wrong that I love the Alex storyline? No, I think it's... Because it was These so, stories sad. happen so much in, you know... Uh, everyday life with yeah. mm-hmm. teenagers always questioning who they are and their sexuality and whatnot. I think this topic like really hit home for a lot of people I'm sure you know this is a, an issue that is um, prevalent in today's mm-hmm. society mm-hmm. and I think any teenager who's going through this should definitely watch this episode yeah it definitely yeah. brought a lot of insight and you know it was very positive towards the end you know it does get better Andy's telling him let's i'm not going to jump ahead like that um so gail and andy while we're at the um at the block at the dui checkpoint i guess you could call it um a gold sedan they pull it over and he just takes off driving so they chase him i'm sorry i don't mean to interrupt oh yeah really quick question what happened with the woman Oh, yeah, the one that they pulled over they for They pulled Dua. over, put her in oh, a cell, yeah. and then we didn't see her the rest of the time. Her like, what was the point was, of that? Her they called the lawyer, and that was it. And she's... Yeah, she it's probably, a holiday weekend, Yeah, so. she probably it's, just got stuck in there for a few days, and then her, her lawyer came. She got just, just write like, her up for a DUI. And that's, that's like one thing that kind of, like, annoys me sometimes when it comes to this, this show, is that they'll start something they'll start like a story i mean mm-hmm. not, not saying that's a storyline or anything mm-hmm. per se but they'll like start something and they won't finish it you know because like, while we're on that the reason i felt like she was there was to get us talking with epstein and Cruz to see how concerned he was about her being back on the job so soon mm-hmm. and she kind of served her purpose for that because you know they're booking her because they're working booking that day and they're and that's when he can be like oh so you know what you eat mm-hmm. today, you know, are you eating, are you sleeping? And she was just kind of the filler to get him to ask her those questions so that by the end of the episode she could say, like, no, I really am having a problem and mm-hmm. 
that that was just the the starting yeah. point of their conversation, their storyline. Yeah. yeah. And if she's having trouble sleeping, why doesn't Sam know? And why isn't he doing anything about his girlfriend not sleeping? Maybe she's not telling him. He's a detective. <laughs> he would pick up on this, but yeah. maybe he's just being he's a, a guy. little aloof right now. No oh. offense. <laughs> she said it. Cindy, <laughs> what do you think? Kind of agree. Yeah, just, whatever. <laughs> whatever. All right. Speaking of guys, let's get back to Alex. We find <laughs> Alex, this poor teenage boy, locked up in the trunk of this car that Teddy had been driving, who we find out later on. And... um Gail and Andy are taking him in. He's like, oh, I'm an orphan like Batman. And, mm-hmm. you know, not giving them any information. And then he starts this major nosebleed, which at this point I'm thinking maybe he's just he's, a... He's on drugs or something. Yeah, That's he's on drugs or something like that. But it turns out it was a concussion because he had been thrown against the wall. Beaten up. Beaten up. Yeah. And while we're at the hospital, awkward moment of the night, um, Andy runs into Sam's ex-girlfriend. Yes, Monica. <laughs> yes. Um, talk about having a bad day. She's already ran into or walked up into work while Sam and Cruz are walking in together and yes. being all coupley. Awkwardly bumps into him as yep. they're leaving their meeting <laughs> and then runs into the ex-girlfriend, who she now has to explain, actually, we're, we're not, not together to- anymore. Yeah. But <laughs> they're still really good friends. Yeah, and then she's like, oh, I've heard that before. <laughs> yeah. Just like, to, you know, put more salt on that wound. Yeah. That's that's that gotta was, be one of the worst situations. That's just like yeah, yeah. That's but really. <laughs> I, I did like the line that Andy like quickly said, but it's like uh, we're not together anymore, so I don't have any more say on his clothing. Yeah. <laughs> that was great, especially since earlier she was like, "Oh, that's a nice shirt yeah. you're wearing," and yep, clearly. I like the way she said it too, because she said mm-hmm. it really fast. Mm-hmm. She just like mumbled, so like she wouldn't like yeah. notice. Yeah, sad. So Alex um, tells them when. She's when we find out um, during the exam that Alex is actually a girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Which very, I think we all kind of yeah. figured that out a little bit. Because there was just something about Alex that I, you could just look at her, him, um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. tell that, you know, maybe, I mean, you're too pretty to be a boy. There's just something so delicate about the facial features that... Very feminine. Yeah, very feminine. So um, they call in Nash, and Alex's parents have kicked him out because of the way that he dresses, and they thought it was just the phase. And then he comes out here to see his ex-girlfriend, whose name I'm slipping up on right now. Uh, Uh, Tiffany? No, Teddy. Oh my goodness! Oh, We're all just goodness. Like, Heather. Hey, Heather. No, Heather. Is it Heather? No. I'm. Psh. I we'll honestly didn't write down the name. I didn't catch it. I thought I had it in my notes. Let us know. Let us yeah. know, please. Let us know. <laughs> yes. Give us a tweet or something to let us know. Go to iTunes. iTunes. <laughs> Leave a comment. Leave a comment. And while you're there, rate us. Yes. Five stars. Five stars. When you we, t- we like fives. We do like fives. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, what we can do better. Um, we're a brand new show here at AfterBuzz, so the more you guys give us, the more we can give back to you. Yeah, so. and yes. tell a friend. Tell two friends. Marissa told friends. a friend. I told a friend, <laughs> and look at that. Even brought her in studio, so <laughs> yeah. we can so, all do the same. I did my job. You guys got to do yours. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Alex came out here to visit his ex-girlfriend because they broke up, and it was heartbreaking, and been he kicked out. Why. He didn't know mm-hmm. why. Um, she broke up with him. Her brother, Teddy, walks in on them making out or 
mm-hmm. something and gets super pissed, starts, you know, ganks Alex off of her, throws Alex against a wall, throws him in the trunk, and that's when we found them. This mm-hmm. storyline, it's it's a great storyline, but it, it, it was kind of intense and a little bit, it was really serious. Because it's such a serious issue, mm-hmm. so I. But I really liked this kind of storyline because I feel like tonight's two cases really dealt on the emotional side of investigation, where the previous episodes of this season is more like crimes and evidence and v- very procedural um, cr- c- crimes and you know that that type of mm-hmm. drama. And then this felt like the emotional drama that we all love. Yeah of just this personal storylines and how we get attached to people more so than the procedural aspect of it. I mean, I think it hits home, too, for a lot of people. You know, how mm-hmm. many people have been bullied and, you know, still get bullied, even though they're adults, yeah. you know, whether it's, you know, being backstabbed or, you know, something along those lines. It, I think it hits home, and I think at least, you know, the majority of the people can somewhat relate, mm-hmm. not in the same situation as what Alex went through, but like being bullied in some type of way. And the fact that it happened in a major city, because Alex says, you know, I'm from some little town that you'll, you've never heard of. Exactly. So you think most of the time when you move into like a big city, there's more acceptance and, you yep. know, people just <laughs> understand more. Mm-hmm. And then does mm-hmm. still have this happen with Teddy getting all crazy and they go to talk to Teddy at his house and he tries to run again and dude just stop running because once you run the cops know you've done yeah. something yeah you're guilty. I just thought it was weird they kept he that the brother Teddy kept referring to Alex as like a freak of nature or some other thing and I don't even know if they actually realized that he was a girl if that was mm-hmm. part of it because when he caught uh, his with him with his sister or something or yeah like that so I don't know I, I thought that was kind of weird he did kept saying that. That was really was bugging me. Kind of confusing too. I, did I mean? Did he know that? That's they never really, they, they never really brought it up. If they actually knew knew that he was a girl, did she know? No, I don't, but I don't they, know. They, they talked about that like, because mm-hmm. um, the girl mentioned that she started making out with Alex, and then from that she realized that Alex is actually a girl who's a boy now, and I think that. That was the same time her brother found out, too, and he flipped. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the sister was more understanding. Yeah, than... and the brother was not. But I loved how Andy just threw that lawn chair to catch him. That was awesome. <laughs> yes, way to be innovative. At first, I, I wasn't sure where she was standing standing versus where he was, so I thought she was about to just plow that thing in his face. I know. Like, oh, around the corner. It's like, can cops do that? <laughs> And then she went for the leg, so I guess, you know, that's, that's more cop-friendly. <laughs> Trip again. So Alex escapes while he's meeting with the social worker. So now it's like Operation Find Alex again. Yeah. And um, the sister, whose name, I'm sorry, I still cannot remember, um, you know, she's not any help, really. They're trying to see, you know, like, hey, did he mention anywhere? Is he staying at a hotel, a motel, anything? Finally, they get a phone call on her phone, um, and Andy answers it because she won't. Mm -hmm. And um, he's basically saying his final goodbyes. Yeah. And it's like, wow, how are we going to find him? And... um yeah, I thought that was interesting how Andy was just a little bit reckless again, not mm-hmm. really thinking, because if had Alex, uh, 
had Alex answered the phone, the the girl would have been more acceptable to talk to Andy mm-hmm. and more receptive to that. And then Andy just answers it. And I'm surprised that Alex j- didn't just like hang up, be like, oh, no, you're not the one I wanted to talk to. I was actually had the opposite feeling because I felt like Alex and Andy had a good connection while they were talking Mm -hmm. earlier that I thought that there was this kind of rapport between them where maybe he would be trusting of her. But I mean, once you're in a state of, you know, he clearly was going to commit suicide. So once you're in that state of mind, maybe you're not thinking as straight. But I was Mm -hmm. I was just thinking like, okay, yeah, he'll talk to Andy. She'll be like the calmer down person, you know, like the negotiator in the mm-hmm. situation because it's someone who he knows and trusts. But obviously that didn't work. Oh, right. Um, so Andy keeps calling and uses the cell phone to get text Alex and say, hey, I need to talk to you. Like, video message me. So throughout the whole video message, though... FaceTime. Al- FaceTime. FaceTime. Uh, throughout that whole thing, though, Alex was still addressing Andy... At- saying his final goodbyes to the girl instead of having the conversation Andy was trying to have. Which I thought that was interesting why Alex was saying his last goodbyes to Andy and not the girl. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, why? I mean, but he was in the process of passing out, though. I I think he was actually illusional. He wasn't quite with reality at that point. I think he either had already was bleeding out or or whatnot, but uh, that's what I noticed, too, because he got, like, his eyes would roll back or he would like sway back and yeah. forth trying to catch his balance. Mm-hmm. I also noticed this is kind of like, I don't want to say like off topic, but don't you need like Wi-Fi for FaceTime? You need internet. You don't need yes. but You need internet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, internet. But, you know, cell phone plans, you you can have internet, uh, internet packages Oh, yeah, you have whatnot. like the 4G yeah. plan. Oh, okay. Fancy okay. people. I don't have that 4G. <laughs> yeah. It's just I I have an iPhone. So. I mean, I have an iPhone. I always have to use internet. So for FaceTime, that's why I was just like, that's a little odd. But it's a show, so <laughs> no. But I actually question. I actually agree with you because I was like seeing him kind of like you know his the eyes are rolling back mm-hmm. and he's kind of like looking a little bit like on the faint side. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I was just kind of like, well, you know, he's just saying goodbye right now to anybody because he's about to die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, of course, Andy and Gail are able to figure out where he is and get there in the nick of time to call the ambulance and save him. And then Andy, um, in the hospital room, you know, is talking to Alex and saying how, you know, that the world is a better place with him in it and we need more people like him. And and again, it was one of those points where I was like, Andy, is this a little too over the line for you to be crossing? Because you're getting very attached to this one person in this mm-hmm. one case, which we know that she has the habit of doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so what did you guys think about that? Because, I mean, it was a nice speech and it was appropriate. But at the same time, it was a little bit out of her jurisdiction as a cop. Mm, I I think as a cop, you're... You're supposed to say the right things to people in times of distraught. But I think this whole conversation kind of had a double meaning that Andy wanted to talk to Alex about his his life. And she was also talking about herself and her relationship mm-hmm. with Sam. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because at the beginning she was saying, you know, she's trying to get over Sam and whatnot. So this was just like 
her way of also dealing with moving on and life is going to get better for her as well. I think it was just a basic Andy move. <laughs> I, but no, like but it's, what? You know, I just loved your facial expression after that. <laughs> no, but I agree with Marissa. And, and I just think that it's that she's like getting because you said like, is it like part of her jurisdiction, you know, that she goes a little bit, you know, too far. I think mm-hmm. that's who Andy is, though. You know, like we've talked about like previous episodes, that's who she is. She like with her, she leads with her emotion before mm-hmm. she leads, you know, with anything else. So I think that that's what I mean by saying it's kind of like an Andy yeah, move, typical you know, Andy because move. it's that's who she is. I agree. Yeah. But I think also someone who, you know, attempted, you know, being with sui- doing suicide or whatnot, they want they want to hear that, you know, they need to be around, that mm-hmm. it's actually good that they're still here. They need that acceptance and they won't try it again. So Mm -hmm. that could have been another reason why Andy did that Andy move that you referenced to. Mm -hmm. Because she wanted to assure Alex that, you know what, it's actually a good thing you're still here. You know, people need to learn to accept other people and could have been something for a greater good. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. she also said the line that um, the world is a better place because you're in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So just reinforcing that positive message to Alex. Yeah, and maybe, maybe the world needs more Andy cops. To be mm-hmm. there because I mean, she even um, when the rest of the group was like, "All right, you know, shifts over, let's start moving, let's go on our camping trip." She was like, "No, I'm going to stay here, make sure they're okay." Because at that point, neither set of kids had parents there to watch after them. They were just going to be at the hospital by themselves, yeah. you know. So maybe sometimes being Andy isn't quite so bad, right? To of a of a cop to be. She's a good person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just sometimes it gets in the way of her cop Her job. (laughs) Yeah. Just sometimes it gets in the way of being a cop. Um, So let's talk about this whole camping trip. (laughs) The annual camping trip. The annual camping trip. (laughs) I love Gail in the beginning of this episode because I am Gail. Camping, wilderness, no. (laughs) Four-star hotel, okay. That's like camping to me. Really? I'm kind of surprised. I... I figured you'd be the person who would actually enjoy that. No. Maybe I'm wrong. I used to cry. <laughs> Girl Scout trips, I'd cry until my parents came and got me. Oh, okay. um, but I love that she came with her big bag, and everyone was like, um, you get, like, one bag, not five. She's, She's got, like, like, a suitcase. Yeah. Like, I hair claim, products. I'm like, I claim <laughs> ignorance. <laughs> yeah. like, yes. Yes, you understand me, Gail. This is the one time <laughs> that I've ever been on, like, complete and total Team Gail <laughs> in my life. Um, yeah, I, I liked how they're having this uh, another episode where they're all together because I feel like these episodes so far they have it's always like in groups. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. haven't really seen them bond together in the friendship aspect. They're they're always together working, but not on a personal lives. Yeah, I mean we yeah. see them at the Black Penny, but that's not that's just at the end of their shift. That's not really having fun or you know bonding. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good to see that they're. You know, the the rookies, you know, they started as rookies together. I think that was mentioned in the episode today by our tonight by um Nick. Nick. You know, they all came up together, so he's still not really a part of the inside click that they have going on because they've been through so much already before he got there. I love how he has to pay every time he says Afghanistan. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the Afghanistan. <laughs> There's awesome. a lot of quarters in there yeah. too. <laughs> it's almost like the douchebag jar on new girl yeah. yes. <laughs> i know exactly what you're talking yeah. about <laughs> that's what that reminded me of um 
But, I mean, I think that it was great to see them all together. Um, it kind of sucks that Diaz is being the good guy mm-hmm. by, you know, he can't go because he doesn't want to leave Denise. Their kid is allergic to everything except for cats. Isn't cats, like, the one thing everyone's, <laughs> everyone's allergic, allergic to? to? How are you allergic to everything except cats? Uh, How does uh, that work out? So, it makes me think that maybe he just wants to be with his kid. It's just an excuse to get out of the camping trip. He's a father now. I'm know? just tired of hearing t- him talk about it. Honestly, because oh. it's like every single... It's like, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> but it was kind of... I mean, you could tell that he was a little desperate because, you know, the whole episode, he's like, hey, Shaw, you and the, you and the wife and girl should come over. Like, how's your relationship going? What's going on here? You know, let's do something together. Like, I'm really trying here. And just everything I do, nothing's working. Yeah, and Denise yeah. is not happy. They're they're not happy in that relationship. And you even saw that in, like, the first... Mm-hmm episode this mm-hmm. season that you can you knew that things weren't going right and it's still not going right but Diaz is the kind of person who will stick to the end and make sure you know he'll try everything he can before he'll you know just give up yeah and Shaw even told him you know to stick it out but when Shaw said that I kind of had mixed emotions about it because Shaw's so unhappy in his relationship and clearly his children were affected by it. You know, like blue hair, (laughs) episodes with pops, you know, all that stuff. It's like, why would you... Sometimes it might be better for a kid to have your parents happy as individuals as opposed Mm -hmm. to miserable as a couple. That's why he kind of said either stick it out or just let it fall apart. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know if he's just, I think he's trying to give him his two cents, but mm-hmm. at the same time, he doesn't want to tell him what to do type of thing. Yeah. You know, but I, I don't know. I did like this conversation because it shows yeah. like two fathers with kids at different ages, you know, how they're trying to handle um, their own kids and their own relationships. So they were just bonding in that way. Yeah. And then I liked how, um, you know, at the end of the episode, Shaw kind of tells Epstein, hey, you know, back off him because even you said he's going to do the right thing no matter mm-hmm. what. So, as his bestie, you should. <laughs> as his bestie. I mean, they're besties. I know. Yeah. You know, he's acting out because his bestie is going to leave I him. <laughs> so, he doesn't want that to happen. So, what do you do? You act out and you act all angry and mad and until you get your way. It's not working, though. Yeah. No. Um, and so in, in that spirit, he decides, hey, let's cancel the trip because no one actually wants to go camping anyway. Mm-hmm. And so they have a camp out on the roof of the apartment building, which was really nice because it brought everyone together again. And this time, um, what's his face? Um, <laughs> Diaz was able to bring Denise and his child. Yeah. You know, and ever it gave everyone a chance to kind of get to know her and get to mingle with her a little and bit. And he's not allergic to the roof, so that's a good thing. Hopefully. <laughs> no. I don't know. Well, we, don't, we don't know. Hope they have he, he could have an allergic reaction. <laughs> yeah, to anything. The organic beer. I thought, it was, <laughs> I thought it was weird that he's allergic to everything, but he, he got like a Sunny D like handed to the kid. I was like, doesn't that have like sugar and I don't even know what else in there? Oranges. Like, a lot of people are allergic yeah. to orange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Citrus, which, you know, is bad for your stomach or... Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah. Okay, that's allergic to everything. Here's a sunny D. <laughs> so much sugar. Um, and so then the other thing that's happening at this party um, is Gail and Chloe kind of have a heart-to-heart. 
I guess you could say, because <laughs> Nick decided to invite her after being partnered with her all day and kind of letting it slip um, a story. You know, his favorite moment with Andy undercover um, was watching French films mm-hmm. on mute and dubbing it themselves <laughs> and the look of just like pure happiness and joy on his <laughs> face. And you're like, oh, you're in love. Yeah. Yeah. You that want was- to marry her. <laughs> Have her baby. Um, And so, you know, Chloe, I love Chloe. She was just like, I "I thought it was going to be a cop moment. You know, maybe something that you guys did in action, not something on your free time. Um, So then um, he invites her to the party and she's like, hi, Gail. I just want to be your friend. Like, I don't know what I did to you. And Gail, being typical Gail, comes at her. And it's just like, I don't like you. Saying how pathetic how she pathetic is. How pathetic she is over the dove thing. And the whole time she was talking, I was just looking behind her yes. on those stairs. <laughs> yep. And I was like, girl, you better watch your mouth because this girl's going to blow your head off. Better watch your back, too. Yes. And, call karma, people. Yeah. Karma. And what that's around, exactly what she does. Chloe just drops the bomb. Like, at least my boyfriend's not falling for Andy. Oh, I yeah. love that. That was the best line out that of the was, whole show. So Her face, too, was just good. like, no, you did not just go there. Yeah, yeah that yeah. happened. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> yeah. And then Gail turns and sees them, and that just, like, angry. Uh, fire eye. fire oh in the gosh. eyes. I was surprised laser beams didn't start coming <laughs> out and <laughs> killing people. That was a great look. I wish I could give that look because I would get everything that I ever wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. If you could throw a look like that, people would just stop and be like, Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're right. You're right. Here. The stink here. eye. Yeah. The stink eye. Oh, that stink good. eye, man. So, but I love how Chloe was the one who just dropped that because she. It's so typical, mm-hmm. Chloe. This is so true to her character. She, I. It'd be if someone else had delivered that news, it wouldn't have hit as hard as it did with Chloe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Chloe. We're like this. We're <laughs> like because that's something I would do. Well, just, I mean, well, she she just says things with no filter, just the way it is, and kind of like Gail, but Gail's kind of mean about it. She yeah. doesn't really have tact, but Chloe just says it uh, in a in a way, but she didn't mean it to be in a bad or good or anything. Chloe like that. Chloe reminds me of a child's innocence, where a child's gonna keep it real with you and tell you the truth about something, and they don't mean to hurt your feelings, but, you know, it's like, oh, hey, sweetie, is mommy pretty? No. That <laughs> outfit makes you look fat. And it's not, like, in a mean or malicious way. It's exactly. just, you know, you ask their opinion, and yeah. someone like Chloe's gonna give it to you, and she doesn't realize that, you know. I don't know. I felt like this moment she kind of flipped that switch and just had that sassiness to her, like, alright, you're gonna be mean. Here's like I'm gonna drop this on your lap, and you're just gonna like have to take it. So, yeah, I got that. Kind of, yeah, yeah, kind of her way of being mean back. Mm-hmm. Her way of being mean back. Mm-hmm. I think it was done on purpose, but still in like that Chloe like maybe doesn't realize exactly mm-hmm. what she's doing, but just saying something that she's observed because I mean she has no proof of the matter. She just has what she believes is happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or what we all know is happening. Yeah, what we all know is happening. Yeah. I, when the episode started tonight, sorry, um, I thought it was a flashback because it was just Andy and Nick in the, like, com- conversating in the mm-hmm. um, kitchen. That's not a word I know. <laughs> Conversing <laughs> in the kitchen. And I thought it was a flashback to when they were undercover. And I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to see them 
I know. Like, cross the line right now, so who knows? Maybe we'll see something like that I later. I hope so. But um, if you guys don't have anything else to add... Uh, other than this this episode really picked up this season, I think. Yeah. yeah. Because the first three, we're still kind of getting in the groove, especially with the hiatuses that we've been on. But this episode, like, really turned it up. Yeah. I even like how there is a slight reference to the two-week hiatus that we've had because, you know, Cruz, mm-hmm. yeah, Cruz, Cruz been was gone two, for weeks two weeks ago when she shot someone and they died. Yeah. So, you know, at least they know. So maybe now that we have the rest of the season all laid out in front of us, it will be rolling a little quicker. And yes. it's nonstop from here until September 12th, so yeah. yay! Woo-woo. Awesome. Let's get into some news and gossips. Nope. And no. <laughs> I hit the button soundboard, Phil. I'm sorry, Marissa. <laughs> Do the TriCaster. What, what? Alright, well, news, news, news. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Um, Alright, so I, uh, according to Zap to it, Ben Bass who plays Sam, as we all know. He mentioned that work that that <laughs> ship with Andy and Sam, is really complicated. Uh, according to him, he said, if, if Sam knew that Andy wanted to be with him and it wasn't a question of him pouring his heart out to her and then her just going off for six months, I think he'd probably be willing to wait for her as long as he had to. So it just shows that uh, Sam... So he's saying because Andy didn't put out there that she was interested as mm-hmm. well, that's why he took the six-month absence as, okay, I can move on. Yep, exactly. I still mm. don't like it. No, I don't like it. Either. I like them, <laughs> them two together. So, But we didn't really see Sam and Marlo together tonight either, so that was kind of refreshing because yeah. we usually see them interact a few times, but mm-hmm. I didn't even we see them We just saw them the one time when they were yeah. walking in the building, and that wasn't even... Yeah, and that was nothing. Yeah. So. That was the back of the heads. Ah, uh, yeah. And then um, I also looked up on ABC.com for The Rookie Blue, and there was uh, Chloe, the, the actress who plays Chloe. I, forgive me, I don't remember her name off the top of my head. She, um, when she started off, she said that... Uh, Charlotte Sullivan, who plays Gail, had emailed her like a week before she came to Toronto to shoot Rookie Blue. She said that uh, Charlotte had sent her a nice email welcoming her to the Rookie Blue family mm-hmm. and um, getting to know each other in that way. And then she said her first day of filming that Greg, who plays D- uh, Dove, Mm-hmm. Uh, he he really helped her in her filming of the scenes and you know how they interacted in the cop car. That was her first day of shooting, so she said it was a really nice welcoming experience from all the rookie blue cast members. I love my fellow Canadians. <laughs> yeah, so I, I thought that, that was sweet. Yeah, I love that Charlotte was nice to her in an email because she knew she had to be like a full <laughs> bitch <laughs> on yeah. set, like in character. Like, hey, I'm a really nice person. In Can't real wait life. to meet you. Yeah. I'm about to be a raging bitch. She yeah. right now, <laughs> so. but you know that's that's comforting to know that she is a really yeah i hope all of them are really yeah. nice people i'm sure they are in in real life so it, it they are just characters yeah in the end mm-hmm. that's awesome so one big happy family it seems like awesome yeah. all right let's do some predictions I just feel like I'm in a Twilight Zone. I know. That's why I do my squiggly. Yeah. Like, Wayne's <laughs> <laughs> Um 
Who wants to start with their predictions tonight? I'll go. I think, wow. Um, let me see. I think that the whole Gale and Andy is going to blow up. Mm-hmm. Andy's going to end up, okay, this is my thing. Andy's going to end up kind of falling for Nick more because we all know she's like, you know, falling. They, we all know that they like each other. So they're going to have like a little um, little triangle. And then Swarak is going to realize how much he misses Andy and sees her with somebody else. And he's going to be like, oh, hey, I want to be with you. I love you. I and like mm-hmm. I love the whole Chloe and Dove. He needs to just stop fighting it because that boy likes that crazy girl too. And of course, they would be great together. They they are so alike. It's kind of freaky. Every guy needs a little crazy in their life. And of course, Diaz, that kid is not his. (laughs) We're going to keep saying that every week until Until we're vindicated. (laughs) Until Until it comes true. true. Those are my predictions. Um, I think because we see for next week's episode that there's this big heroin case. That they had that's gonna go down, so it's gonna be another drug bust kind of procedural episode, which I think um I I, I like that I mm-hmm. like I like them in the action, the nitty gritty. Um, I think with uh, Andy, yes, she's she and Nick are gonna get closer, just a little bit more, and I'm still hoping for a flashback of what happened in those six months oh, yeah. that mm-hmm. we did not. I think we see. all do. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, we, I, I, want I, a vi- see- I want a visual reinforcement of what <laughs> happened. I want to see the your movie word scene. is not good enough. I got to <laughs> see this. We want to see so, the movie scene. Yeah. I want to yeah. see the goods. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. So, all right. Cindy. Uh, I have to agree. I don't think the kid's going to be his. Um, there's probably going to be a really crappy story to that, though. Either like he something happened or uh, I don't even know. Like I don't know how to put it into words. But. <laughs> The whole thing with Chloe and and uh, Doug, or is it Doug or Dove? Dove. 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 I, I agree. I think he definitely likes her. But in the same time, Chloe reminds me of what Dove was like in the very first yes, season. Yes. That's what I said. <laughs> Which is, yes. is why I think it's so funny that he, like... Thinks that he drives her, or like she drives him crazy. I'm like, that was literally you in season one, though. Yeah, you, yeah. We're always talking about I don't even useless information that mm-hmm. no one really cared about. So, yep. you're the annoying That's rookie. What, exactly. You were a rookie. So, all right. So, my predictions, because I love everyone else's, I think that after, either during or after next week's episode with this whole drug bus coming back in, I see Nick and Andy having to go back undercover. Mm-hmm. For, because the um, their that. officer is back next yes. week. So maybe they have to do something again where it's like, hey, we need you guys to go back as these people to bust some people who are in line with this. So then maybe that's when the magic will really happen. Mm-hmm. And it'll send Gail into a frenzy because mm-hmm. now she's aware that her boyfriend's falling for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really good because yeah. they already know what it's like to be undercover and they have that relationship already set. Oh, that'd be Juicy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Gail will break out with Nick right before he goes undercover, so then it's like they're both single. Anyways, let us know. I'm on one right now. All right, let us know what you guys think. Where can they find you guys throughout the week to keep the conversation going? I'm Anique Dufour, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Justinique and my website, AniqueDufour.com. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Serafini TV. Cindy, you want to give yourself a plug? Uh, you can follow me at NAVC1409 on Twitter. 
And yeah. Thank you uh, for joining us. Thank tonight. you for yes, letting thank you. me join the show. It's come visit LA often so you can come back. <laughs> I'll try as soon as my paycheck allows me to. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Tiana Hobson, and you can find me at Sweet T22. We will see you guys next week because there's no more breaks in the season. Woo! Yes. So until then, rookie bluers, we're out. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.